everybody, and welcome back to Sapphic Survival Guide. We are happy to be queer to answer your questions. I'm Gina. I'm Sev. And I'm Cheyenne. Class is now in session, and if you're listening to this, you should give me some love because I just turned 30 years old this week. So happy October Libra season. I'm finally at 30 years old, I think, a wise older lesbian or whatever they say. You know? Yeah, yeah. What's older, the, uh... wiser. You're an owl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So today's topic is queer representation in the media, which I love because I am an avid TV watcher. Yeah, I wanted to also ask both of you what your favorite like queer media is like movie, TV show, I guess video game or even a book, any of those. I mean, I watch a lot of TV. I try to make as much of it queer as possible. Same. RuPaul's Drag Race is my favorite show, which is not sapphic, but is pretty gay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One that was maybe like queer awakening for me was Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a yeah, that was a good one back then I remember that was like when I was starting to question things so it was like oh, it was the right timing what was going yours, on Cheyenne or what's, what's going your on favorite? in this television um, show I will always have a special place in my heart for because I'm a cheerleader it's just like Hell a classic yeah. piece of satire mm-hmm. if you have ever seen that. yeah I know. <laughs> if you've ever seen imagine me and you um very cute movie um I don't know I've watched a lot of gay movies my favorite Queer mm. representation is the two men in the Sonic commercials. Can we say Stop. that? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> they're the two men in the Sonic commercials. <laughs> well, don't and, they're in, and, and they're in love. <laughs> they pull up to well, Sonic and they're always bickering. Yeah, that that's my favorite good, piece of queer media. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I love that for you. Yeah, love that. Did you see, I know, I know Sev didn't, but did you see Nope yet, Gina? Not to punnily say no, nope. I haven't seen nope yeah. yet, but no, it's on my <laughs> well, list though. I don't know if either of you knew, but Kiki Palmer's a lesbian in it. It's like a few throwaway lines like, oh, how you doing girl? And like, she's like, I have this little shorty I can go stay with. And it's just like, okay, like you're not going to bring yeah. in a, like there are so many other like background characters in the movie that they could have made like a woman. They could have like yeah. shown her with a woman. And she just had these like two like throwaway lines that made her like a lesbian and just like dressed a little bit mask. Yeah. And like, I like mm-hmm. the representation, but I feel like they could have done so much more with it. And it just seemed like, lazy to me like it just seemed yeah like they could have done more with that instead of just like being able to say like we have a black lesbian in this movie with two lines yeah. like I get that it's not like about they that just, like it's about yeah. the other shit but like but also, yeah I just feel like it was just like an excuse to like make it yeah. more diverse but it didn't really what's like, the line that we draw yeah, that we're right. like oh this is queer representation we need you know like the what the the Bechtel test we need like yeah the queer test like yeah. if it's it really queer. originated as a queer test and yeah. then it evolved to just being a feminist yeah. um task yeah I've seen people make the yeah. argument that it's like not all gay or queer lesbian or sapphic movies have to be like explicitly so like it's okay to have like background or side characters or have that not be like the main journey but it just felt I don't know it felt like it was like they tried but they didn't try hard enough to me and yeah maybe some people thought it was enough I didn't think it was enough Um, for that character speaking of newer movies bodies 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 yes I I do not know That is a 90 minute (laughs) advertisement for cleavage that has lesbians in it. I had no, (laughs) do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Amanda, what's her face? And um, she had that whole. So I saw this on how the girl, some critic or film, Lena Wilson, you know, yeah, she made a critique about how it's just all cleavage. And then when, what's her name? Amanda Lestine. 
Steinberg. Yeah. Steinberg. Steinberg. She Steinberg. was basically like, well, maybe if you stop looking at my tits, you'd like, yeah. who's queer? She made the joke, if yeah. you stop looking at my tits, you'd watch the movie. She's literally a queer woman. And then the other woman, Lena, whatever, was like, that's homophobic. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, Amanda is problematic in the first very place. queer. And second of all, they're really, I mean, so I went into this movie knowing that review and I watched it you too. a couple days ago and I was like, yeah. I, don't I was like, there's it. not like, that much cleavage. I was like, like there's, there's a little really cleavage, but it's just like people are existing like, and they have boobs. I was, yeah, yeah, I was just distracted by like, like there was so much going on yeah. in that movie at a every moment that, that if like, you're looking at your their boobs the whole time. And it was like My, a very dark uh, yeah. movie. Like there wasn't a lot of yeah, it, was it was literally strange. during a storm and there's a power out. Yeah. It was just a weird critique of the movie I don't know and the whole movie yeah. in my point of view was supposed to be a satire anyways so like yeah it, it was any critique of it is just kind of like yeah but that's besides the point so in talking about all this who was the first queer famous person that you guys were aware of this was one of our questions no. maybe like mine, the people on Will and Grace or Rosie and Ellen yeah I feel like Ellen, mine was like Ellen. Rosie O'Donnell or like I really Ellen, wasn't aware of Ellen until like, I was a little older she was big when I was in high school. Yeah. I used to come yeah, I feel like high school. school. Yeah. Mine was but like, like, I feel like middle school. Rosie was like elementary school for me because I was like very hyper aware of like queer people in I mean, general. I, I guess I knew who Rosie O'Donnell was, but I didn't really know about queerness. Like, yeah. I knew about it. Like, I knew lesbians and gay people, and I knew they were, there was like, those were words, but I didn't yeah. really relate it to like people that I knew. What about when all the tabloids were printing about uh, Lindsay Lohan and Samantha Ronson? Do you remember that? I remember that was that. a big deal. I remember being huge. in the grocery really store in the checkout line and being like Lindsay Lohan's with a woman and just like wanting wanting those magazines and like wanting to read it, but I like had to like play it cool and be like, no, like I don't care about that. Yeah. Why did I care? <laughs> like, but I'd be that like was- looking. <laughs> that was wild because like yes. she was like the it girl and mm-hmm. all of a sudden yeah the but it now girl. she like doesn't claim that and she's like I'm straight which is sad but yeah I mean, she's it like might... it was like she said it was the drugs and shit but I... they were together for a while I think I don't yeah. know I mean sad, no. well I, I like yeah. her yeah, I know we probably covered this a little bit in the Queer Awakenings episode, but were there queer characters that you related to as a kid or characters that you were able to see yourself in when you were younger? I you- honestly, as a kid, man, I feel like there weren't that many. I can't think of that many either because I just feel like mm. there was even yeah, less then than there is now. But the yeah. one that I really thought of was Roberta which was Christina Ricci's character. And now and then she was mm. definitely a lesbian. You oh, never saw that's, that. Wait, it's no. so funny you say that because Trahan, that was going to be my answer. No way. Oh my God, yeah. I love that. Because now and then was a really formative movie for me, me because while I didn't I feel like I saw myself <laughs> in Roberta, I like mm-hmm. was obsessed with her character. Yeah, I liked and her like, character a lot. I just wanted them I'm... to leave her alone and not make her like the boys and just like, yeah, who cares if she taped her boobs. And I think yeah. that I had a crush on her when mm-hmm. I was like middle school. I think I was and listening then... to Diking Out or something, and they had that one then. It's so good. You have to watch it. It's but I think I was... so. That's your homework, Sev. I was listening to the it movie. And you won't regret it. Yes, the movie. Yeah. From 1995. It's on Amazon yes. Prime. I'm pretty I have sure. it on VHS. Yes, from <laughs> yeah. 1995. Yeah, the, the year I was born. Stuff. The year I was born. That came out. Yeah. Oh my I gosh, I was three. I was listening it was so to good, though. 
I think a Rosie interview and she was talking about how originally um, Roberta and uh, Teeny, which is Thor Birch's character, they were like supposed to like end up together, but they didn't like want to make it too gay or something. Like she was talking about mm-hmm. how that was like supposed to be part of the original plot line. Speaking of Rosie, somebody asked, are you watching A League of Their Own? And Rosie was in, you know, the original League of Their Own. And I I am watched I watched the remake, but I had to watch the original movie just beforehand. Mm-hmm. And Rosie is like in that movie, she was 30 years old. And oh my God, I would fuck her so good. <laughs> she was so cute. It like hurt me to watch. I was like, oh, yeah. I have such a crush. Oh, I love you. Yeah, I tried oh, to. I've gosh. seen A League of Their Own like a long time ago. But after I watched the series, uh, I was going to watch the movie. But I would just like couldn't do it. I was like, it's not gay enough. It's not as gay as the, the series. A new one. You have to watch yeah. it first. Did you watch A Secret Love on Netflix when it came out a few years ago about the older lesbians who like kept their relationship a secret for most of their lives? And the one that was in the relationship, she was on one of those teams and she like would hand out her cards. A Secret Love. It's very, it's very sad, but it's very good too. Okay, noted. But yeah, the one woman, Terry, she was like on one of those teams and she like, as an older woman, she'd like hand out her like baseball cards, like signed to people like when she's in Chicago. Yeah, it was really cute. But yeah, I binged, I binged League in two days. I was not expecting it to like, I mean, I was expecting to like it, but not as much as I did. It's really good. Yeah. Kind of on that one, because that is like a remake. One of the questions Mm -hmm. was how has queer representation changed from now compared to when we were growing up? That is a prime example of how it's changed I think if you guys you know I haven't seen the new one but if you're saying because there were queer women really Mm -hmm. in the original story that were overlooked I think that happened I mean how many times have we heard oh these care we just said it about now and then oh these characters Mm -hmm. were going to be gay but we didn't think that they could handle it that anybody could see it there's tons of erasure when it comes to queer characters And I think now we also are past not just having the token gay, but intersectionality and more diversity Mm -hmm. in our queer characters. Like if you watch the new Queers Folk remake, which was decent, but still kind of problematic with some of the age differences. Or Mm -hmm. if you watch um, the Generation Q, L word, there are places for intersectionality that definitely didn't exist before. Another example I'm thinking of is like, friends the ross's ex ross's ex and it was just like the punchline of a joke it wasn't Mm -hmm. yes a person in a story and it said is yeah the the end of this question the other part is is there any place for past iconic queer characters who really don't hold up at all so there's i mean so there's a um uh there's a documentary on netflix called disclosure and it's all about trans representation throughout the years in tv and film it's an amazing documentary highly recommend it and they kind of explore that question because some of the people who were speaking who were trans in the documentary were saying I understand that whatever they were referencing was problematic I think one of the things Mm -hmm. for example they were talking about someone who was trans being on a Maury or Jerry Springer kind of show and they were like I think I watched it was yeah, it was like obviously it was problematic because they were the butt of the joke. People were like making them out right. to be some freak show. But the person who was in this interview was like, on the other hand, I was seeing somebody who was like me for the first yeah. time on TV. And that representation mm-hmm. was super important. So it's a double edged sword because 
that representation is really important. And does it suck that we were sometimes the butt of, you know, straight people's jokes or cis people's jokes or whatever? Mm -hmm. Of course, that sucks. But where where's the line between no representation and bad representation? I was going to say you just kind of asked the second the question right after this is what characters or representation makes you upset to see and is bad representation better than none? And let you me kind tell of you what makes the second me upset one, to but see. yeah, what Max makes you upset? from the L word in the original, the original yeah, L word, uh, Max. Ugh, so Fucked sad up what they, they did, did to that, that character. Line. They have yeah. him take hormones and all of a sudden it's like, mm-hmm. I can't control. It's like the worst stereotypes fucking ever. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like they're doing a lot better with Mm -hmm. that in the newer version obviously nothing's perfect and nothing's going to be perfect and nothing's going to satisfy everyone but compared to what they did with max's character it's like the leagues of their own um better (laughs) uh yeah i hate seeing representation like that i hate the stereotype where the there's uh, a where lot. usually lesbian characters die at the end like they don't get happy endings yeah. i hate the killing yeah. off the lesbian trope there's so Makes many yeah there's so many stereotypes and again i'm just thinking of like the friends thing like she was a heartbreaker she broke his heart and left him mm-hmm. for a woman and it's like no nah, it's ross just, like, geller living. yeah first of all <laughs> we don't care ross geller is arguably one of the worst characters it's the to ever right. television it's the same thing but in also, rent when like yeah. mark yes, is Maureen. talking to his parents and they're like who did you who what is her new boyfriend's name they're joanne yeah and that's and supposed then, to be the big punchline. and then after yeah. take me or leave me the parents are like maybe you two can get back together now and right? it's just like no. all right we don't care about no. mark we care about Which, maureen and joey no one cares about <laughs> yeah. mark literally yeah, i feel like mark. we're going really well into the next question because that could be considered a misconception like what's the biggest misconception about queer representation Wow, there's so many, I feel like, because I think they're not straight just... people don't know how to write gay characters yeah. or queer characters and, because they yeah. only know the stereotypes. They only know, yeah. like, this and it's like they're not just, yeah. One of the biggest misconceptions that I've seen from particularly straight people is that it's just, like, woke pandering just to include, like, a yeah. lesbian or even just, like, a Black person in general. But if you're, like, adding all these intersectionalities, they're like, oh, they're pandering to the woke left. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, we're just representing, like, people are just diver- in a movie it's not all straight I mean, white cis yeah. men like think about like i love star wars and that's always like a thing in the star wars universe it's like yeah they get next? So mad. when they put john boyega mm-hmm. that's how you pronounce his last name boyega it's something boyega. like that i never yeah. got it right john as like a main character and they were like there are yeah. no black people and stuff first of all yes it's a there fantasy is. world like <laughs> Like, first of all, it's a fantasy world. Second of all, they're like, uh, people were mad because, like, the past representation of people of color were, like, background characters. And now they're like, him and a woman have the main character. Like, yeah. And that's, like, like, should have been done 40 years ago. Like, I think another big misconception, too, is that a lot of times, or at least for a long time, the only queer stories that were written weren't just stories they were like coming out stories yeah and always women in like period pieces like hiding from their husbands and like I don't know I I think it's so misrepresented because 
it's like life isn't just a struggle and Mm -hmm. even I feel like when they show non-binary people it's like they don't just exist it's somebody being like well if you don't feel like a man or a woman what do you feel like like? it turns into you don't have to explain that every fucking time it turns like oh I'm non-binary they use them yeah it doesn't like to have queer representation doesn't mean that you need to have the entire plot around that. Yeah. Like, like yes, movies where the plot is focusing on, like, the struggles of being queer is great and stuff. But at this point, mm-hmm. we just want more representation in this stuff that everybody's watching. Yeah. Like, right. Did either of you watch Crush on Hulu when it came out? I think a few months ago. Not yet. It's I, also on my list. I think that I wanted really to. Cute. Yeah. It was, like, gay, but it wasn't all about like like they had already come out it wasn't about like coming yeah. out it wasn't all How about, about the sexuality the but it was still like a major part of the story the one on netflix and i think it already got canceled but the one about first the, kill that the was girls, actually a question we got the vampires it, that's what it is yeah right yeah first we got kill, a like, about the that yeah. vampire and the vampire hunter fall in love but like it's like yes they're in love but it's not that they're queer and in love it's that one literally wants to kill the other yeah since I had mentioned uh, yeah, period yeah, pieces, did either of you watch Dickinson on Apple Plus? I that watched like some of one. it, yeah. That's mm-hmm. a good show. No, but sh- a period piece that I like, Cheyenne, you showed me that one about the the queen, remember? What was that? The favorite. That's a good the one. Favorite, I'm, I'm not usually yeah. a fan of period pieces, to be honest, but like, yeah, same. That one is boring. Like, it's, it's more I like modern love. and it's just like juicy and like, it's like two women who are like the, hand, not handmaidens, but they're like, they work with the queen like they are like competing and they're like i'm gonna fuck her better than you like so i can get into her yeah. races and they're like eating her out and like and just like doing all this shit to it's get the queen's wild. attention yeah and the queen's olivia coleman i believe that's her name but i like that I one love, <laughs> i love a good period piece man I just don't like, I don't know. I want to see like modern lesbians. I don't want to see like, well, I just, I'm, I'm over the lack them. of electricity. <laughs> no, Have you like, seen, yeah. oh my God. Have either of you seen Ammonite? Yeah, it was no. boring as shit. And so boring, but that sex like... scene was hot as fuck when she wrote her face. Mm, that was I guess, but like, I just didn't buy any of it because they hardly talked to each other and we're just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the the sex scene was very good, and um, Kate Winslet planned that for like Saoirse's like birthday weekend or birthday week or something because she wanted to make it special for her. I'm like, that is gayer, yeah. Like you want to make it special for her? I don't know. I like that scene, but like the movie was very boring. But (laughs) I enjoyed that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So another question that we got is kind of long. It says. I saw someone on Twitter say that queer shows and movies are boring and most people wouldn't watch them if they weren't queer. And it made me feel like I have poor taste because I genuinely enjoy queer stuff, especially East Asian slash Southeast Asian content, because the characters have more chemistry than the typical emotionally constipated cishet dude <laughs> and the quirky girl. But then I also noticed that queer media is marketed less, has smaller budgets, and it shows. So I don't know if I have bad taste or if I'm watching the same quality content as straight people. Well, I think that's a really good point about different marketing, smaller budgets. Mm -hmm. I think that oftentimes Mm -hmm. people don't realize how much representation is going to sell. It's kind of like that. I mean, this is different, but how they were so shocked with how successful Black Panther was and the fact that it broke Mm -hmm. markets. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you made a movie for a bunch of people who fucking need the representation. Yeah, Yeah, who didn't get that. Like, 
people are dying for those kinds of stories. And yeah, I think if people correctly marketed it, you can tap into a huge space. I mean, think about how successful American Horror Story is. It's mm-hmm. gay and it's fucking mainstream, bitch. Like, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Done. yeah. I wouldn't say that this and- person has like bad taste. I feel like it just like, yeah, maybe straight people aren't going to flock to that. But like, we want to see ourselves represented. We want to see ourselves on screen. So obviously we're going to yeah, feel like so a deeper connection to those characters it. than like a straight mm-hmm. relationship. Like sometimes I do watch like hetero movies that I'm like oh like that really touched me and sometimes I'm like okay we get it you're mm, like yeah. you're troubled and that really me. you know what <laughs> and if you think about the, the process of making movies it has to go through so many channels mm-hmm. that all the meat really gets cut because they want to turn it into something cheesy because that's all they know like they don't under because there's not queer people every step of the way and a lot of this stuff could be getting cut out from the writing to the producing stage yeah and also just like people's tastes are different so what one person thinks is corny someone else might love and vice versa like exactly everything's different and nothing's gonna appeal to to everyone yeah Yeah. well (laughs) I think that's a good point to take a little break and then we can come back and answer some more questions All right. And we are back. Another question that we got was, why is there such a lack of women loving women content? And why do so many of these shows get canceled even when they do good? Still mad about First Kill, which is that one that we were talking about earlier with the uh, vampire hunter and the vampire. Uh, I guess it got really good like ratings and views and stuff Mm -hmm. on Netflix. And then Netflix canceled it like immediately. Uh, And a lot of people are so strange because like when I first saw it, I immediately thought of like, Cause it's a, it's like high school. I think and I so. remember thinking like, oh my God, my sister and her friends are going to love this because yeah. it's like, it reminded me of like a Gen Z's Twilight almost like yeah. a vampire love mm. story for the Gen Z. Or, or Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Vibes. Something yeah. like, like there's always been that, that very popular um, vampire dynamic, one, but I guess. Yeah. Why do you feel you like know. specifically women love women shows get canceled though? Because I, they that's fucking the question. Hate us. I, yeah. I mean, I thought it was going to do well and the ratings it were did, really it good. It did. It did do well. What? It did do well. Yeah. I feel like there's probably like old white men at Netflix that were like, nah, we don't want to fend this anymore. We want to find something yeah. else. After like a couple seasons, they're probably like, oh, yeah, that's good enough. It's we did die. our part. Yeah. And now it was literally just... one season. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah, just one. And they didn't even try. It's but like, I feel look, like we gave something to the gays. See? Yeah. We gave them a yeah. whole season. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. a lot of and streaming it's like platforms Stranger Things are, is still going. Yeah, I think a lot of streaming platforms are pivoting to like reality too because it's like easier to make because it's less like writing behind it and you know you just like kind of film on the spot and I feel like they are very popular so they're pivoting to that a little bit more so that could be part of you it. Watch any gay reality shows because I definitely was a big fan of the X on the Beach that was gay yeah. and the uh, Are You the One that was gay. Are you the one? Yeah. Did you watch Tampa Bay's? I like that a lot. I watched it twice. I didn't. Should I? You should watch it. Yeah, I liked okay. it. There are a few people who are just um, a bit scary, <laughs> but I liked okay. it. And it was like interesting to see like the Florida lesbian scene because I feel like all we see in representation when we do get it is like New York and LA. So yep, it was nice yep, to see yep. something yeah. a little different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. And it's like a real when friend we- group, which is cool. It's like not yeah, like that's, people that they put together. Yeah. When we do get representation, I feel like it is often things that the straights can digest. So somebody actually said 
something about how sapphic couples in the media tend to be portrayed as both femme because it's more palatable for the straights. But I almost think it's more yeah. palatable for them when it's one femme, one mask, because it's like a pseudo, it, you know, hetero yeah. relationship. It answers like, well, that, that question. Sense. That's who's, the man. Yeah. Right. Well, I feel like with the two the femmes, it's more like, oh, we can fetishize this. We can yeah. like sexualize it. Uh, they look pretty for us. And then I feel like when it is a more mouth yeah. presenting person with them, they're like, well, why doesn't she just get with a man? They look like a man anyways. They look exactly. like a man. So there's, why there, there's, there's like, two this sides looks like to the it. porn I watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They, can't, they can't wrap their mind around like gender mm-hmm. identity versus presentation. So I feel like that is why partially why it's not shown as often. And then yeah, I feel like it is just a lot of like fetishization, honestly. Yeah, yeah we definitely said, like, don't see the the butch butch yeah. relationships. Ever. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen that on any. Like, I can't think of anything that I've seen that before. But also, even among like the queer community, that's so like stigmatized. Like, people are like, "That's yeah. that's gay to be two masks on each other," and it's just like, do you get what's going on here? Like what? Yeah, like how? What do we understand? What are you doing? The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why can't two masks be together? Why is that a problem for you? Why are you, you feel like the lesbian TikTokers couples who do well are one way or the other, like both femme, uh, one or the other, both masks? Like, do you feel like I, there's a trend in that regard? I don't see many that are like both masked. I feel like, but there's that one couple who I think they're both black I don't know if they're biracial or if they're just light-skinned but they both are like kind of like switches like they'll go from like stud to femme with each other oh, have you seen that they do transition videos yeah, yeah. I think I, I feel yeah. like they're pretty popular and I do like seeing that because it's like yeah we can do and be whatever the fuck we want like yeah. we don't fit into a box and I like that about them yeah yeah that's I see a lot of couples where like one person is more like androgynous but I've never mm-hmm. seen too much of like the stereotypes and I've never seen butch for butch i'm glad you brought up tiktok though because as we're talking about all this kind of stuff i feel like we're talking about representation in the media and for me the media i consume lately and within the past couple years i don't like watch tv or movies as often as i used to yeah so it's all my representation is online it's Mm -hmm. in you know like on youtube or on tiktok and mm-hmm. stuff even when i think that of like queer kind, youtube you know? couples they're usually like two femmes or like yeah there's not a that femme many and like a more I've androgynous or masculine person yeah. when i think of queer people online though i do think of like rebecca black amy ordman like those mm-hmm. people but in the media especially with this new wave of media on social media it's interesting to see how much more representation there is because social media is really just people living their lives Mm -hmm. compared to like media being created for us. And it's Mm -hmm. like, these people are blowing up because they're just like, themselves yeah, yeah which I is nice that. to have that kind of representation not just for you but for like the next generations who are yeah gonna have sure. more like accessibility to seeing lots of different kinds of people not exactly. just whoever you know warner brothers and paramount pictures and 21st century decide we should all yeah. be seeing that uh, yep the people that you know it goes back into that whole the people at the top that just pick whatever you know yeah you can choose what you want to see which is really nice exactly so yeah, go look for like 
indie content. Actually, the next question, do you have uh -huh. any good recommendations for media with Butch's masks? I don't know that I do. I made a list. Some of I made things, a little but... less. In I mean, it's I feel like it would be considered indie because a lot of it isn't like mainstream. The only mainstream I have on the list is the L word. And even then, mm -hmm. the characters are like lightly masked, if that like they're very like androgynous, um, mm -hmm. not like super butch. Um, the main one that I thought of was this show that came out a few years ago. I don't know if it got any more seasons other than the first season but it was called work in progress the main character is a butch lesbian um and then i also thought of feel good the main character is a more masculine presenting non-binary person i believe and then the show vita i don't know if they would qualify as like main characters because the main characters are these two sisters who are taking over their mom's bar after she passed away and they're kind of like okay. contending with the mom's wife and the wife is like a butch lesbian and then the one of them is like starts seeing another mask woman who also is in a league of their own the uh oh, pitcher yeah. whose arm gets hurt uh yes. yeah um or they I don't know what how they identify but um yeah so those were that was my tiny little list of things that I could think of that had uh, mask people in on the pools. flip end of this so not a sapphic butch slash mask character if you're looking for a good show with a gay quote-unquote man using man in quotes because it's not necessarily how they have to identify but I don't know if either of you have seen Pussy Valley or P Valley on Star. I've seen a little it bit is of a it phenomenal yeah. show one of the main characters is um I don't really know I guess I don't know how I honestly I don't know, I don't know how know they that, identify they're identified yeah I don't know she uses she her pronouns okay. um but also is referred like refers to herself as a man I think it's very mm -hmm. gender fuck which is great like gender mm -hmm. is not real and this person who is a great representation of that is also very easy to fall in love with also the second season gets very gay on both the mm -hmm. L and G of the BTQ <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's also I'll have um, to check that out. That made me yeah. think of uh, a little bit of Heartstopper, which is a show that people were upset that First Kill got canceled on Netflix and Heartstopper didn't because I guess First Kill had like a lot more views, um, but then Heartstopper got renewed for a second season, and it's like the main characters are white cis gay men. Well, one is bisexual, one is bisexual, one mm. is gay. Um, but I do like that show because there is a black trans bisexual woman. There's a black lesbian and I think she's a lesbian and a white lesbian in it. So I like the representation That's in that awesome. show, even though like, oh, yeah. you know, I wish the show with the lesbian main characters got renewed. It's still nice to have something, even if it's yeah. not, you know, everything. But did y'all yeah, watch when Pose? You're about that I, renewed that. I watched a little bit of, like I watched like a season and a half maybe of Pose. Yeah, it's I good. Know. I mean, I like the representation. If you've seen Paris is Burning, like the yeah, documentary, it's kind of based off that. And I'm a fan of both of those mm -hmm. productions so I, that was a good one for me yeah love that another question we got was why are the quote-unquote femme lesbians we see in the media always straight women so like always played by straight women is what I'm assuming this question's asking yeah why are roles given to straight women that aren't even necessarily believable <laughs> Like mm. in the role when there's plenty of people available. Yeah, there's that boys don't cry and it's um Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank yeah. and she's playing a trans man and it's just like yeah, could have just like, gotten a trans sense. man. For that it's point. it's like, the um yes. it's the Scarlett Johansification of it all. Like yeah, literally. Scarlett <laughs> wanting to play an Asian person and then in that yeah. movie. 
I do know for the movie, the Danish girl, Eddie, whatever his name is, he, while even though he got awards and all kinds of stuff for that role, he's come out and say that he regrets it because he felt like it could have gone to someone that Mm -hmm. would have understood it better. And also like why? So I hate that in just like that movie you explained. And then the one I said, why is it that when it's a trans man, they get an actress and when it's a trans woman, they get an actor. Like why Mm -hmm. wouldn't that's so gender unconfirming. Like that's so fucked up. Yeah. 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 And I get kind of like the thing of like, the gender dysphoria it would cause for like the historical scenes but it's like in orange is the new black where they had like laverne cox's twin brother wasn't it played yes yes her pre-transition yeah um like they like obviously not everyone has a twin but like i feel like they're like why does every trans story have to show them pre-transition why do we need that why can't you just show a story about their fucking life that happened yeah 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 it's ridiculous i think Going back to the femme lesbian question, though, I feel like the reason why they're always straight women, and I don't think that they are always, but I do think like a majority of the time it's yeah. what I've read. What I've read about this is that it's because you can't like expect people to out themselves for a role, which does make sense. Like we don't know that like everyone who is playing a queer character is straight. Yeah. Like if they have no, I'm still unconvinced about about Shay Mitchell. Oh, Shay Mitchell. <laughs> Too come many on. gay roles, too many. Like, come on, Shay. We know. We know. I've known since I was 14. <laughs> I've known since the moment I see I seen you. Saw you Alice little Di Laurentiis. Here's no, not question. even Alison Di Laurentiis, Bianca Lord. No, she kissed or... everyone before, but yeah. still. <laughs> so this next question, I don't know that I agree with. It says, why does no one use the word lesbian still? I don't know that people don't. Do you feel like lesbian is an outdated I word? I mean, I know mean it's not in like inclusive. I think they mean in like um in like TV and movies when they'll be like, oh, I'm gay or I like girls, but like people won't specifically name themselves as a lesbian. lesbian. In, I don't know if I, I noticed I, that. Yeah. I've noticed people talk about it and I guess I have noticed it to some extent, but I haven't noticed it enough to have like a problem with it. Yeah, personally. I haven't noticed it that much. If we avoid it on the podcast, I think it's just to have inclusivity for people who don't identify as women, but are a part of the sapphic queer community yeah. and, I, and I, I, there's not like an exact yeah. word for that yet mm-hmm. yeah we just yeah. say sapphic queer all that kind of stuff because they're more umbrella-ish than right. you yeah. know a yeah. more niche down term but yeah but again, i think the question was I, referring I more to like in the media i media hope they don't mean us but do you but think that's no. the reason no i don't think us i think no like, i don't think so i think it's because a lot people? of straight people are writing and producing and you know they like don't realize the significance or importance of using that word and like destigmatizing it yeah they just I don't know that's my theory behind it but I don't know if that's exactly why lesbian is still seen seen as like a dirty word to a lot of people so I think they try and leave it out especially those straight people that are in charge of everything yeah do they say lesbian on euphoria when referring to rue at all no she I doesn't think really they say do. what but she she's is. never she, officially she has out. like yeah. she has like made statements that she like is discussed like remember she had sex with that guy and she, he like rolled off of her and she was like never again or whatever she was like i don't yeah. like i didn't like that or like she's like made comments that have made people with elliot that's yeah. bullshit. We're not talking. This is pre Elliot. Okay. This is okay. A fuck okay, Elliot. Okay, so okay, sorry. I didn't know that was going to be a trigger. I'm sorry. I hate Elliot. <laughs> oh, Elliot's that's problematic. Just a- I just, 
I Fuck guess Elliot. like Me and I saw Rue's like sexuality <laughs> as pansexual almost mm-hmm. maybe like like lesbian leaning but that's I what I thought like- too I, I don't think she's like going to be exclusive because I, I think it's situational for her. Yeah. But I, be, yeah. Ever explicitly say. That's yeah. And exactly. Yeah. And I think that's like part of the issue is that they never explicitly say to leave that ambiguity, ambiguity open. So it can be like a will they won't they situation um, when I she really only I, has I'm, ever been interested in jewels until Elliot came into the picture. I don't mind the like ambiguity just because I think some people want to be that way about their sexuality Mm -hmm. and they don't really like use labels or or disclose to everybody or walk around saying this is what I am. So I didn't mind it because there are people I know people like that actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I I feel like I don't know maybe it's just like a little bit different for you too since you do still have like the attraction to men and like a lot of the characters they do leave the ambiguity like they make it ambiguous so that's like maybe a little bit like more relatable but like for me like True. if an Elliot came in the picture and was like hitting on me and my girlfriend like I wouldn't be okay with that and like maybe Rue's character is okay with that but I also just feel like it's like Sam Levinson's writing as like being like kind of like oh he's just problematic on his own so. yeah like he I feel like it's just Barbie just left the show did you see right yeah yeah but yeah no I feel like no. I feel like there is an argument for the ambiguity but also at the same time there is the argument for defining it and like giving that representation at the same time I definitely do see your point mm-hmm. for sure both yeah. sides yeah. yeah at the end of the day I don't care how Rue identifies but fuck Elliot <laughs> get that motherfucker word <laughs> I feel you well the last question is why don't we get more neurodivergent queer characters so this is you know a good question about intersectionality mm-hmm. I think the answer to that goes back to you know the people making these films and mm-hmm. you know what they want to illustrate I feel like they're just now starting to show neurodivergent straight characters like that's barely yeah. represented so like yeah. queer yep. characters like we're gonna have to fight tooth and nail for that I mean I guess you could argue that Rue and Jules are both neurodiver- neurodivergent in different ways that's very um, true. or you know could be potentially we don't know any other diagnoses I don't think I think maybe well, Jules Rue's is diagnosed is borderline. bipolar I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah she does have bipolar but and they yeah. both, I think, had episodes of depression mm-hmm. of what regard, like what level, right. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's defi- it seems- they're definitely good representations of other mental health struggles than yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I think in Feel Good, if I'm correct, the main character, ha- I want to say they have OCD, but I could be wrong about that. I know they're dealing with addiction in it, but I don't know if they have OCD, which I think a neurodivergent usually typically refers to like autism and like ADHD, ADHD but I know it can yeah. also like, and like it's somewhat of it, like some people use it as an umbrella term mm-hmm. uh, as for people who don't have like the perfect bill of health, which I don't really think anyone does. Um, people that think we do are in denial, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the reason that we don't have representation of that is the same reason we don't have representation of queer people in general. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're not the ones who get to be in those rooms and make those things. So if you're listening, get in those rooms, bro. Yeah. Put me in those rooms. I want to be in there. Put me in that room. I got some good ideas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, write characters yourself, watch, you know, support. Like, I think one of the questions about getting things canceled, when you hear about a show that has representation, go watch it, go support mm-hmm. it. Like, make sure they get those streaming numbers. And if you don't see the yep. content that you want, create it. And yeah, 
Yeah, be the change you wish to see in the world. That's beautiful, <laughs> that so inspiring. I came up with We're it gonna, on my own, actually. Yeah. I patent that. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. You should write that down. I should. Yeah, I, will. I think we're I'm gonna, gonna make it into gonna, a poster. I was gonna say we're gonna put it on the Instagram. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll make phone background. Yeah. Yes. I'm on that. I'm doing that right when we uh get off here. Perfect. Yeah. And with that, if you want to stay, you know, connected with us, we're on social media everywhere at Sapphic Survival Guide or on Twitter at Sapphic Survival. Why? What else do we have going? We got, we got, I went to say something else and it just did not come out the right way. We have a, we've got a Patreon. You can go ahead and become one of our little Patreon. What are they? Subscribers? Patrons. Yeah. Access to the discord. Yeah. So joining our Patreon, I'll give you uh, access to our discord where you can come on and hang out with us and our little community. You can find us on patreon.com slash sapphic survival guide yeah and then you can find me anywhere uh at lucky sev with two y's and you can find me on instagram at gina finio on tiktok at bisexual gina you should totally like and follow me and send me a happy birthday message because i don't know if you remember i said this in the beginning i just turned 30 bitches it's a birthday week but um you can also go to my website ginafinio.com and you can listen to um hello wherever you listen to podcasts for your Jersey Shore content. And you can find me Cheyenne at Hot Mespian on pretty much any social media platform. Glasses now dismissed. Nice. 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 Nice.